Eli Beer is with us live via telephone. He is the founder of United Hatzalah of Israel. He is traveling now in the United States. Uh, we, we've been anxious to speak with him in general about this summer in Israel. And you'll remember that one of his associates joined us when we broadcasted on that Thursday from Nefesh Benefesh headquarters in Yerushalayim. One of the reasons, uh, one of the additional reasons that we asked him to join us today is because there is a, um, a student, a yeshiva boy, uh, Aaron Sofer, from New Jersey, who is uh, believed to be missing in Yerushalayim, and if anybody, or in the Yerushalayim area, and if anybody could get us up to date on this and other types of situations like this, it's Ellie Beer. Ellie, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's always a pleasure being by you. I appreciate that. So, I mean, there are conflicting reports. On one hand, we read that the the search has been called off. On the other hand, we read that the police may have a lead, uh, which is going to lead to some information regarding his whereabouts. What, from your vantage point, is the latest news in this case? Well, um, when when, uh, the young boy disappeared... Police took it really seriously. I mean, this Friday night uh, when his friend came over to the police after he realized uh, he never showed up in the meals that he was supposed to join for the Shabbos dinner, um, police realized it was a serious emergency, and we got involved that morning at five o'clock in the morning, Shabbos morning. Uh, the searches that we took, we took uh, hundreds of volunteers out of their homes on Shabbos. The search after him, but after about 36 hours, uh, the police slowed down with the searches, and they have hundreds of yeshiva boys and rescue units who are searching, uh, even up to now, but the police are taking it towards a different direction, and the police are not putting all the effort in searching. They're putting it towards uh, intelligence and other uh, sources, and even the Shabak, which is the Shin Bet Israeli uh, uh, Secret Service, is into this search, uh, doing a lot of work into uh, finding this young boy. All right, so uh, I, I don't know what we can conjecture about publicly or not. Based on this information that you just gave us, can you reach any conclusions? Can you give us any direction about what all this means if the police are essentially, uh, you know, redirecting the way they're handling this case? Look, he was, he, he, the boy disappeared in an area, a very small area. It's not like a big area. You know, if you remember, you know, just a short while ago, there's three young boys who disappeared. They were disappearing in a huge area, so the Army had to go in and search. Here, you can't get the Army involved because it's in Yerushalayim itself. It's right near Harnos. It's a small little forest that he disappeared in. Um, and the police are taking it towards different directions completely, and I can't I can't talk about it, but I could just tell you one thing that Israeli police are very very serious about finding this young boy. Hatzalah and Israel are ready to help the police in any moment, and we are doing so. Whenever they call us, they say we have a life-threatening situation. We would send hundreds of volunteers, even more, uh, to search after. Right now, the only thing to do is daven. In Yerushalayim, it's very hot today, so even the searches they're doing, they did today, 
um, even now, slow down because it's too hot to search after him in these areas. So in the evening, they're going to do more searches, but the police are not going to focus on the searches in that forest because that forest was searched a few times. I hope he's fine. Uh, he's going to be fine uh, fast and uh, healthy and everything, but the police are going towards other directions as well. All right, so you, you have Ellie Beer is with us, United Hatzalah of Israel, IsraelRescue.com, I believe. Is that the right one, IsraelRescue.org? IsraelRescue.org. So you, at least at least you've given us information contrary to what we've been told. We were told that the that the search is off. That's not the case. Police are cooperating. They may not be part of the search, but they're certainly cooperating when your guys and others go out there to search, right? Yeah, right now most of the searches are done by um, volunteers, not right. medical volunteers, but uh, yeshiva boys and rescue units. Uh, we are we are involved with uh, a few rescues in, in Israel. There, Mikilot rescue units, another rescue unit, Kushatzion rescue units. These rescue units are on the field searching as civilians, and a lot of yeshiva boys in Israel, even if it's Chodeshelo uh, starting today. Um, a lot of them are in the search himself looking. It's a situation where every issue boy feels uh, that he has to be part of. Yeah, so they're looking. But the police themselves are now focused on the search. Okay. So uh, the police are doing other things. They, they, I can tell you that I've spoken to a few very you know serious police uh, officers in Israel in the top, in the top of uh, the Israeli police uh commanders and they are really serious about finding this boy and uh, they told me that uh, not only they are involved but also the Israeli Shabak is involved right all right so two very important things that people were under the impression that they were that that uh, that the search was off that's not the case there are still people searching for him it may not be uh, you know police personnel but as you said it's hundreds of yeshiva boys and others who are volunteering anybody who's volunteering to go and look for him in that area. And the second thing is anybody who suspected, and I want to say this carefully, anybody who suspected that the police and intelligence services in Israel were not taking this seriously for whatever reason. People had a lot of different suggestions about why they may not be taking this seriously. Anyone who says that they're not taking this seriously, they are wrong. You could attest to the fact that they are taking the, that the authorities are taking this very seriously in Israel. Yes, that's for sure. Definitely. And I, and many people, you know, I, I can understand the family's uh, pressure and this, their fear and, and everything. And everyone else that knows him and people feel like, you know, he's a young boy. He should be found. In a, I can guarantee you that today in the situation in Israel, the police are taking things very, very seriously. And it doesn't matter if he's an American boy, Israeli boy. They are taking it very seriously. And we have these situations a lot, by the way. This is not. We have every day... You know, every day the police asks us for help to search people. It's not like it happens once a month or once a year. People disappear, young kids, adults. We have people with um, um, Alzheimer disease who, who get lost, and people ask, and the police ask us for help. So this situation is not a rare situation, but the, the police take it very, very seriously. We just had another situation now I could share with you. A very big nest, not to do with this boy, nothing to do with this boy. Um, on the entrance to Beitar Elite, uh, a young man was driving home with, to his family, and he was stopped by, um, I could call him terrorist, Palestinian terrorist, 
stopped him on the literally a few hundred meters away from Beitar, which uh, is a small little village in near Gushation, which is part of Gushation. And they stoned his car. They gr- grabbed him out of the car, beat him up, and they were about to abduct him to to literally take him into the village, Hassan. Luckily, he was able to run away, and uh, the army came in, and he was just treated by a fellow volunteers, United Cell volunteers, and in a serious condition. But Baruch Hashem, his life was saved. When did this happen? Literally in the last half hour. Literally minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, does that type of situation happen often, where where regular people, we know that soldiers are always marked, but that regular people might be targeted for that type of uh, attack? And lately, we have more and more of these situations. Um, now we're in the time of a war, and a lot of a lot of these people in these villages, these Palestinians, feel like they have to join the war. It's not only Gaza. So a lot of Jews are in danger. So these these people living in Beitar, they go back and forth every day through a road called Kvishokif Husan, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's supposed to bypass Husan. Right. It's a new road that they want to bypass this Arab village, and they suffer a lot. They have oil spills. The Palestinians come there with uh, oil barrels, and they spill it on the roads, and they... A lot of car accidents because of that, and they purposely do that, and people will kill there because they want the cars to crash into walls and into fall off the road, and then they attack them after they get uh, hurt, these people. So um, they have a lot of situations, not only there, but other places where people don't hear about. You know, CNN doesn't write, doesn't doesn't tell you about all these people that are hurt in, in Israel, and many, many people are hurt over the years. In uh, in small incidents like that, this is a small incident. Thank God, this person wasn't killed, and um, it's a small incident. But this person has a family. You know, he has a big family. He was ab- about to go home to his family, and almost murdered by terrorists. Unbelievable. Ellie Beer, United Hatzalah of Israel, IsraelRescue.org. We had a chance a couple of weeks ago to talk about the. Uh, the efforts of your staff and your volunteers during this summer. Um, I, I would guess with all the rockets falling in Israel, not much has slowed down in your department over the last couple of weeks. No, we actually, this year, we joined 600 of new fellow volunteers in Israel. Um, it was a lot of work to train them, equip them, and Baruch Hashem, we were able to do it uh, thanks to the help of a lot of fellow Jews in Israel and abroad. And they're busy working. You know, we have about 800 emergencies a day because of the escalation of what's going on in Israel. But usually, without the wars, we have 650 emergencies a day. And now the pressure that the people are suffering, and I and I call it the silent victims. Mm. People don't realize what it means every day to have 150 missiles above your head, even if it doesn't hit your house. The pressure causes a lot of problems, and, and, and I, your listeners probably can imagine what pressure is. Everyone has a pernice pressure or whatever. If someone loses some money, he's in tremendous pressure. But think about a missile flying above your head, and even so, the Iron Dome would come and get rid of that missile, that noise, and the children yelling and screaming, running to shelter. That causes people blood pressure and other illnesses to wake up, and this blood pressure is a killer. 
and it causes heart attacks and strokes and other problems. And we are dealing with this every day. We go out to almost 800 emergencies there. And it has to do, and people think about Israel, we only had a few people hurt from the missiles. No, we had thousands and thousands of people hurt from the missiles. When a, when a, when a person is running for shelter and falling down the steps, and now he's in a coma, a 70-year-old man, he's, he's a victim of, uh, of, uh, of terror, of war. And when a kid is running to, to shelter in Ashdod and a car hits him because the woman got scared of the siren, and the kid was running for shelter, and then three people are hurt from his car accident because of that, these three people are hurt from, uh, from terror and, and, and war. But these people are not registered as, as victims of war. They're registered as car accidents. But we know that they have direct link to, to what's going on. And, and unfortunately, thousands and thousands of people are hurt in Israel because of the war. And uh, unfortunately, we have to deal with it every day. Well, Kolakavod for dealing with it, that's for sure. We've pointed out how the anxiety and the shock and all the different cases you just cited is just the tip of the iceberg of what our brethren in Israel are going through at this time. Ellie Beer, I thank you. You've, you've certainly uh, set us straight on a couple of things. You know, A lot of rumors fly around about these t- types of situations. We're glad to hear that Israeli police authorities are taking this case very seriously. Thank God, and we pray for the safe and healthy return of Aaron Sofer as soon as possible. Thank you very much, and we should really say a lot to him. 100%. Uh, those of you just tuning in, that's Eli Beer, United Hatzalah of Israel, israelrescue.org. Aaron Sofer, Lakewood, New Jersey, missing in Israel since this weekend. Uh, Eli said the search began with Hatzalah members 5 a.m. on Shabbos morning, and uh, the search is still on. Many people thought it was officially called off. They are They are certainly welcoming any volunteers to continue to search. Uh, Israeli authorities have uh, put their focus in a different direction, however, and they are taking the case very, very seriously, according to what Ellie Beer, who's been in touch with uh, high personnel in the Israeli police force, uh, has just told us. We pray for his safe return, and uh, we should all uh, have a, um, a, a quick, peaceful, and healthy resolution to this situation. This is JM in the AM. <laughs> 